It's the Awake Space Astrology Podcast, and I'm Lori Rivers with you here to help you with some inspiration to get those aspirations out into the world. And this week, I have astrologer Casey Felton Louie with me, and we're going to talk about Venus retrograde, what that means for you, what that means for us, and what it means for striking writers and actors, because Casey is also a member of the WGA. We're going to talk about some things that can help you support them and understand the situation. And we're going to talk about a little bit more labor issues because it looks like UPS might go on strike in August and there is all the astrology in the world to support that. We're going to talk about that some more. This podcast is dropping on the same day as the Cancer New Moon. If you are a patron, make sure you go listen to that exclusive podcast episode I put up for you all about how how to set your intentions when it comes to this new moon. Remember, new moons are always about setting intentions. We'll talk a little bit about that here on the podcast, but in general, I think we're going to have a light, raucous time. We chose the Gemini moon to record this in because we decided we wanted to have more fun. Anyway, I'm Lori, and I'm going to go grab Casey now and uh, give you something to talk about. As I promised, I have held Casey Felton Louie hostage for the Awake Space <laughs> Astrology podcast. And we're here to talk about Venus retrograde, but also the WGA and now SAG after strike. Hey, welcome, Casey. Hello. Good to be here. I'm going to hold you the whole episode. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a hostage so, situation. It's a hostage situation. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a special interest. Let's just talk about the strike for a little bit because yeah. UPS is probably going on strike as well. And yes. I am I was pretty sure of it when I did the TikTok video, even more so because you, you got an email today. I did. Yeah. Um, so SAG joined the WGA in striking against the AMPTP, which is the negotiating body for basically all of the studios where that make the stuff that you watch on TV and in movie theaters and on streaming, all of that. And um, we got an email from the WGA today. There is a rally and event happening next week in support of the Teamsters uh, that are organizing UPS. So mm-hmm. they've expressed a lot of solidarity with us and a lot of the other unions in Hollywood have chosen not to cross our picket lines, which has been amazing because really solidarity is everything in a strike. So uh, we have to show up for them just like they've shown up for us. And it's amazing to see. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's good news. You've been out there. You've been on the picket lines. I have. I have been on the picket lines. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a hot one. So be careful. It's very hot. It's uh, it's it's not the most fun time of year to be on strike, but uh, I do enjoy the hashtag hot strike summer that has been <laughs> going around because so many different orgs are striking and it's incredible. So many unions are striking. Um, it really is. It's really a hot strike summer. That's cool. In, in some ways, it's cool, but it's hot. It is. Very hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so and for those of you who are new, it's hard to stay hot. Go ahead. It's hard to stay hot, like look hot physically when you're striking because 
We are melting. So that, especially, uh, you know, the poor actors are going to be out there and, um, you know, we got to sacrifice how good we look. And it's happening during Leo Venus retrograde. Yeah. I hope they have a lot of sunscreen. (laughs) We slather it on. It's just, yeah, it's everywhere all the time. That's good. So for our listeners, um, Casey is one of my astrologers. She, I, I trained her to be a natal astrologer, and she's in training further to be a consultative astrologer. astrologer. I can speak. Um, you've been looking at the strike charts. I have. Let's talk yeah. the astrology. Yeah, I should. Uh, I should pull those up. I have been. Um, yeah, it's just been interesting because we've been on strike since early May. So at this point, mm-hmm. you know, we're pretty deep in and uh, a lot of people are wondering how long it's going to last. And I personally have prepared mm-hmm. to be in it for the long haul, just based on the history mm-hmm. of our union strikes and how long they've taken. And, you know, we're dealing with a negotiating body that is really only focused on the bottom line and really conceding nothing to the workers. So it's been very frustrating mm-hmm. and, you know, I just have kept a pretty clear head about it because realistically it's going to be a long strike. So when you book with Casey for readings, you're helping her out. <laughs> More yeah. More than just experience. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, we, you know, we have strike funds that are available, but, um, we're not accepting work at this time because we're on strike. That's the power that we have is to withhold our labor to make our point. And so a lot of people right now are, you know, not getting paid and not, we don't even have the option to get jobs to get paid for what we do during this time. So, you know, you take the hit hoping that things ultimately are better when you achieve a fair contract, but you know, it's a tough, it's tough. You take a hit. Absolutely. Absolutely you do. And it it helps make things better for everybody in the long run. I mean, that's how we used to have a 40 hour work week um, was unions, uh, benefits, the weekend vacations, the little, the weekend, the weekend, as the French would say, Um, all of that is because of unions. Um, It's funny how they're trying to roll back the child labor because you could go to work in a factory when you were four. Yeah. And in fact, Eleanor Roosevelt started campaigning for labor rights um, long before she married um, old what's-his-face, FDR. How's that for a memory? FD, old what's-his-face. <laughs> but um, but she, there was a devastating fire in the garment district in New York. Mm-hmm. And was she was terrified it. of public speaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Triangle yeah. fire. They're rolling all that stuff back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're rolling it all back. And so it is more than just about people wanting to get paid more. There's a lot more to it. First of all, getting paid more is good. But oh, yeah. second of all, there's a lot more on the line. What else is on the line besides better, a better cut? Yeah. One of the main things is the use of AI. And I know a lot of people are really concerned about AI in general, but for our industry, it really does pose a pretty existential threat. Um, SAG today, as they announced the strike, um, they mentioned that one of the proposals that the AMPTP 
put forth was to um, basically when you when you show up as an extra, you know, background actor in film or television, you usually get paid a day rate. It's a pretty low rate. They don't make a ton of money, but um, there are working actors that primarily do that. And if you want to get into SAG at all, you have to do some background work to even get into the union. So they wanted to take, you know, you could go to set and do background work for one day. They could scan you, take your image, and then use you in perpetuity for whatever they wanted. So for an actor, you know, having your likeness potentially available to be reused with no limitations, you can see how that it's, it's, we're literally facing the, them trying to kind of strangle workers out of this industry and, you know, well, gradually. Yeah. Cause think about it. Let's say they decide they own that likeness and that person decides to go do their own projects. They could mm -hmm. sue you. Yes. That's, that's frightening. There's a lot to it. It's, there's a lot to it. And then for writers, you know, um, things like chat GPT and these, these AI, they use existing materials to learn from, right? They're, you know, artificial intelligence. The intelligence that they have is, is coming from work um, of writers. So, you know, Sarah Silverman just filed that lawsuit and everybody was really, you know, everybody that I've seen has been really grateful for that because we've been kind of waiting for legislation on AI because of that, because it is not original material that, uh, that AI is using. And therefore what they create is in legal question. So, but the fact is, is that studios are trying to save money as always, because right. they want to line their pockets because these right. CEOs make millions upon millions of dollars every single year. Um, Bob Iger was quoted today. He's the CEO of Disney and um, I can't remember what exorbitant amount he makes, but the average writer. I believe it was. I believe it was about seventy six thousand dollars an hour, something like that. Yeah, and yeah, um, that's, that's more than the average writer makes annually. So mm -hmm. these are people that have um, enormous level of greed that are running these companies, and they really are focused on the bottom line. And I know I've seen even people online that obviously, you know, aren't involved in the industry and like, well, television hasn't been good in years. Film hasn't been good in years. And you have to understand that the people that make a lot of these, you know, green light decisions are not creatives. So um, the threat for us is very real. I don't think, I personally do not believe that artificial intelligence is going to be able to create the film and television that a human being could, a working writer could, yeah. I just don't see it. Um, I think I almost want, you know, I almost want a studio to make an AI TV show because I think it would bomb completely. I think it would be such a disaster. Um, I, I just, I, I know what I do and I know how challenging it is. And I know how many people think that they can do what I do. I've read a lot of bad scripts is all I got to say. Like, you know, and, and I don't believe that artificial intelligence can do a better job. However, again, these people that are making these decisions are not terribly concerned with the quality of product as long as they can make money from it. So we are facing really serious issues in addition to compensation. Um, I know for my union, you know, there's also our health fund, our pension fund, um, and things like that, that we're looking for increases protection. There's a lot of, um, 
as you can imagine, a lot of people want to be in this industry. So there's a lot of free work that happens, unpaid work that happens leading up to projects. Sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. I've done it where I put in a lot of work to something and I never got paid a dime and it's because they didn't end up, you know, choosing me as the writer that they wanted to go with and things like that are just part of the industry and part of how it's built. And the expectation is we love the work. So therefore there are plenty of people to do it for free, do it for very little. And they Mm -hmm. kind of use that to manipulate the workers that are in the industry, which is why these unions were created in the first place. There's a reason why if you look at the history of our unions, why they were created and why they exist. And I'm very grateful because we're seeing right now why we need each other. And that solidarity is like Mm -hmm. so palpable, so palpable. Um, I can't say enough how much SAG going on strike means for the WGA. Um, SAG SAG, uh, members have been on the picket lines with us every single day since May. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really powerful. And um, I know I have a friend who is organizing workers uh, for a cannabis company and they're really up against it. But I know that through her process of educating her coworkers and organizing her coworkers, she has pointed to our strike over and over and over to show people what is possible. And so not only are we doing this for the betterment of our working conditions, but for the continuation of our work in general. And um, and a really nice byproduct of that is that other people are being inspired by all these different unions that are, that are taking their power into their hands and going on strike. We're going to see more of that too, as we move into the Pluto and Aquarius era right Mm -hmm. now, what's happening is we've got Jupiter moving very close to uh, Uranus in Taurus. Now the retrograde season is about to start um, August and September. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there, but we also have Pluto in Capricorn and that's why you're seeing these power mongers kind of say these like things out loud. We know they think them. We've always assumed they were jerks and now they're just letting it all hang out because they really truly believe they're in the power position. Their idea is, well, no one will actually, they won't all quit. But in today's world, you can conceivably either form a collective and create your own thing or do independent work. You've got your own podcast. That's not a union related thing. That's an independent project, which is a totally different story. It's called Petty Astrology, everyone. You can go support Casey at Petty Astrology. And we'll talk about that in a minute. The current astrology is showing that people are D-O-N-E, put a fork in them, done. We have been eroding labor for decades. And what's Mm -hmm. very interesting is Reagan the great union buster was the union president in 1960 when the WGA and SAG went on strike together. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? So he benefited, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but, ah, but pull the letter up because you know, them kids don't need to pay rent or nothing. Yeah. It's easy to do. (sighs) It's easy to do for some people. Yeah. And so, We're going to take a quick break because my food is here (laughs) and Malcolm, Malcolm is heavy breathing under the door. (laughs) And then we'll be back to talk more about the astrology of the strikes, what we might see with UPS 
how long these things might last. I, last, I know I have a lot of union members who listen to this show, people in SAG, people in the WGA. Um, I know you're tired, WGAers, but I hope, <laughs> like Casey, I haven't seen her this excited in a while. It just <laughs> You look and feel so much lighter. You're like, it, it's almost like here we had this plucky band of warriors, this small group, and here came the reinforcements. Oh, yeah. And it's a much bigger <laughs> army. A hundred percent. I love that. That's so, it's so theatrical. It's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, well, it, yeah. Venus is in Leo. I know. I love we'll it. We'll talk about that more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. And we're back and I have <laughs> eaten and now I'm not a cranky Cancerian. So. <laughs> So we were talking about strike charts and looking at the astrology. Yeah. So what what caught your eye, Casey? And I'm not going to hold you to do an event astrology. <laughs> That's a whole mundane expertise. Yes. But this is how we learn. Oh, yeah. It's so interesting to me, too. I love learning more about it. The main difference that I noticed just because of we've had this taste of Pluto and Aquarius this year was that Pluto was still in Aquarius when the WGA went on strike and now it's back in Capricorn. So mm-hmm. that is interesting, just that that little change. Mm-hmm. And so what day did you guys go on strike again? May 2nd, right? Yeah, it was like, you know, right as the clock struck 12.01. <laughs> right. Just clock struck one and down she <laughs> Um. Yeah. So where was the moon? For the WHGA strike? Uh, it was at zero degrees Libra. So trying mm. Pluto in the wow. ninth house. So your strike was kind of like a gong on the workers movement. More than just any one person in that industry. Because when I looked at 2023, back in 2022, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of a- labor issues, whether it was strikes or people just mass quitting, walking yes. out. Um, and we, I didn't see it. I don't think as much for May. I might have. I have to go back and watch because I don't remember. You guys remember <laughs> more of what I predict than I do because I'm just in prediction mode. Yeah. But August was the month I said, you know, people would be done and it would spill into the streets. There might yeah. be national strikes. And it. we don't tend to have national strikes in America because we're frankly too big. Yeah. France and Germany are teeny tiny population wise compared to us. Yeah. Um, and it's, they, they have a different history, but that would be like New Jersey goes on strike, you know, um, which is conceivable. Um, you know, <laughs> Washington goes on strike, mm. you know, and then you get the scabs out of Florida. Yeah. I honestly think <laughs> even just one crucial sector of mm-hmm. our economy going on strike could be enough. I, I don't even know that we need to, you know, have every single person on mm-hmm. strike for no. effective mm-hmm. labor mm-hmm. action to be taken on right. a national level. And I think that that's part of what the people in power and the institutions that are currently empowered are quite afraid of. So I would imagine mm-hmm. that hot strike summer is is very disturbing to them because they don't like when we understand solidarity. They don't under they don't like when we understand our collective power mm-hmm, at all. Mm-hmm. So I, I, and, and they're going to mess up. Mm-hmm. They're going to mess up with Pluto and Capricorn. Yes. Like they did today. 
and yesterday wasn't it yesterday where they were mm-hmm. like we're gonna yes. make them not be able to afford the rent and mm-hmm. i'm like is this an is you remember yeah. like when you take like here we go it's the old school yes you know you must pay the rent <laughs> you can't pay the rent you know what the hell kind of evil yeah. bad mustache mm. is that it's bad writing um it's very on really the bad writing, which shows they need. <laughs> it's it's almost like they use Chat GPT. What would a yeah. villain say? Yeah, they're um, just going like this and you know glaring at us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Never I get actually, another job in this town. Yeah, yeah I actually when I when I saw that, I, you know, as you know, I came I came running with the quote because I was like, oh my god, what a gift they just gave us because that mm-hmm. spread like wildfire, and I think it's a mm-hmm. really great. They they kind of walked it back a little bit or tried to, but cats out of the bag, they did it. They said, mm-hmm. somebody said it and it's caught on. And that's kind of sometimes how it works. And it put it so plainly because we know that that's the type of thinking that they're mm-hmm. working with and hoping. Um, and I honestly believe that that uh, statement about making writers homeless um, as a strategy mm-hmm. was intended to make us afraid because we've already Mm -hmm. been out there since May and Mm -hmm. you know, homelessness is a, is a, is a tool that our government can use as a threat to continue to make us continue working. Right. I Mm -hmm. mean, this, the Mm -hmm. worst thing that can happen is that you can lose everything that you have and end up on the street. And we know how socially we treat people that are in that position. Um, Mm So it keeps us in line, but I, I do think that it was intended to make us afraid Mm -hmm. and I don't know. It's, it's, we already know that they don't have any compassion for us. So for me, it was a really great moment for people that maybe are a little bit more removed from the entertainment industry to see what it is we're up against, because I've had on the picket Mm -hmm. line, I've had you know, we get a lot of support, but occasionally I've had, you know, people screaming at us to go back to work out of windows. And, you know, so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of support, Mm -hmm. but there is hostility towards striking workers Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get more of that narrative going on in the media too, because Mm -hmm. all six major media corporations, Mm -hmm. all of them are now owned by very right wing billionaires. Yes. So you're going to hear a lot of anti-labor rhetoric that's Mm -hmm. right in line with Pluto and Capricorn. Yes. Um, They have to do their death knells and they're going to really show their cards. They Mm -hmm. used to try to pretend they're just like us. Mm -hmm. I have cowboy boots, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever rubber boots. Remember DeSantis's boots. But, um, and he's not even a billionaire. He's just a schmuck. But um, if you guys came here for an unbiased political opinion, <laughs> that's not what I'm here for. You do mm-hmm. good astrology and I'll let you know when the bad guys are going to win too. Yeah. Um, I don't have to like him to call it for him. Yeah. No, DeSantis will not be president. Just <laughs> I, I've just felt the waves of anxiety. No, that he, he does not have the transits for it. So breathe deep, sigh of relief. But um <clears throat> But yeah, so when we look at the astrology of what's going on, um, this impacts everybody because the entertainment industry is the bread or is the circus that goes with the bread. Bread Mm -hmm. costs a lot now. So the old Roman bread and circuses, if people have enough to eat and they're distracted and entertained, 
yeah. then you can control them. Well, mm -hmm. food costs a lot of money. It, we are going to have shortages. We already have shortages. They're mm -hmm. reporting on the shortages overseas. Yeah. They are not reporting on the shortages in this country. We have shortages because of the flooding earlier mm -hmm. this year in California. Yes. Because of drought conditions and storms in the Midwest. It has been a shit show. The meat plant that blew up, the stockyard, <laughs> it was a lot of cows. That was wild. Was a lot of cows. Yeah. That was one of those. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So just to make matters worse. Um, and so we do, we do have shortages. And so yeah. now taking away entertainment and for those of you not in the entertainment industry, and I've, I am not technically inside of it. I have, but I have a lot of friends in it. Um, where they should be filming pilots now. Mm -hmm. This is pilot season. Um, new shows launch in the fall. There won't be new shows and they won't be able to use reality television either, which they yeah. did last time. Mm -hmm. And this, the strike will go on a ways. I know you guys are tired. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it'll be done in August. In yeah. fact, shit gets real in August. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that man, that August first full moon. <laughs> I I urge you to look at the chart because there's nothing <laughs> good when it comes to negotiating contracts. UPS yeah. will probably go on strike. That that's their mm -hmm. their strike date. If yes. if they don't go on strike, it's a miracle looking yeah. at that chart. Mm -hmm. Um, and that will grind the United States to a halt. Indeed. And that strike will not last very long. No. I think that when I do not think they get everything they need and deserve either out of it. Yeah. But they will get that. That will probably resolve on the 30th or the week after yeah. um, more astrology, like for the WGA, I was looking at charts, you know, trying to mm -hmm. maybe September maybe yeah. i'm not convinced yeah we were looking at um, uh, a lot of charts for september i'm preparing to mm -hmm. you know early october could be uh, mm -hmm. reality so i'm i'm you know mm -hmm. mentally preparing for that it is what it is mm -hmm. yeah it is it is and what happens in october that has us thinking is that um venus will move into virgo yeah so venus will be out of Leo. Mm -hmm. She goes retrograde on the 23rd in Leo. Mm -hmm. hmm. So it will be hard to look hot during hot strike summer. Because I know. Eyeliner is going to be terrible. I think people should just do their best to wear really obnoxious sun hats. Oh yeah. I mean, you, there's no choice. It's, you, there's no way to look that cute. I mean, they're, they're actors that I've, I've seen people, actors in heels early on in the strike were on the line. I was like, Whoa, obviously you are sag because the writers are all like, right. you know, we're really like the utilitarian. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're right. like, Oh my God. I'm yeah. I'm, you know, I've got like a baseball cap on, I've got a mask on. I'm like, you know, it's, right. It's not a good look. We're like, Kim, can we do this at night? You mm -hmm. know, we're not morning people. What are you no. talking about? There are right. some writers that are that are and and are happy to be up early. I know, shocking, but 
Uh, I'm not one of them. So what do they do? Write financial news? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I should do some interviews. Maybe they, oh, maybe they write children's programming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh my gosh. So Leo, let's, let's talk about Venus and Leo here. Um, mm-hmm. Except actually, let, well, yes, because it represents value and mm-hmm. coming from the heart as well. Heart yeah. space. Leo is heart space. How do we show our love for the striking writers and actors? What, where can people go to help out? We'll get this in the show notes too. Yeah. Um, so for the quick version, if you want to, there, I have a pinned video on my TikTok that has a bunch of resources. Um, so you can, if you're in LA or New York City, we pick it five days a week. So you can always go to WGAContract2023.org. Um, and there is information about all of the different picket lines and where they are and what the hours are going to be. So if you wanted to join, that would be the place to go. I would follow the WGA on social media because that's going to be your best source of information. And um, the WGA has a, a West division and an East division, and they both have separate social media. So you can seek those out on TikTok. It's um, at WGA West is their handle. So that's the best place to get information. I would also say um, Adam Conover, who is mm-hmm. in the WGA and in SAG, um, and is an incredible, you know, performer, comedian, smart person, very involved in uh, the WGA. He was actually, he is actually on the negotiating committee. So he's a great resource for all things WGA strikes. So, and, and SAG strikes. So um, you can also follow him as well for great updates. And then I've had a lot of questions about strike funds. Um, I wanted to point out that, you know, if we work in a writer's room, there are a lot of support staff that are not in our union that are being affected by our strike, Mm -hmm. right? you know, if the writer's not in rooms writing, the support staff is not supporting anyone. So therefore they're not getting paid. And so there is a fund specifically for our support staff, very important, um, entertainmentcommunity.org. You can make a, a monetary donation there and designate it to film and TV. And again, it goes to support, uh, the support staff that have lost work due to the strike. So that's a great way to go. Um, and then another place that you can go is that WGA contract 2023.org that I mentioned also has a, a tab on their website that has resources as well. So. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you, Casey. Yeah. So there's always ways to support people and <clears throat> this impacts everybody, you know, yeah. not just because you like media, mm-hmm. um, but if they push this in one industry, if they try to break workers yes well so will everybody else and and companies have been getting away with literal murder for years yes Um, actually one thing that's major in this industry that is is i know happening in other industries is that a lot of monopolies are in charge of the business i mean there's so many acquisitions that have happened that there are kind of fewer players in the game, which which makes it much more difficult to these they're these big monoliths that we're going up against. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can happen in any industry. I would say another way that you can support this strike and just uh, any union that's going on strike, another really, really important thing is educating people about what is going on and what we're fighting for. And, you know, I've seen comments from people on social media that, they are 
probably not for very familiar with the entertainment industry. I think when you're talking about entertainment, the assumption is, is that we're all very wealthy and there is a lot of money in the industry, no doubt, no doubt. And there are some people in the WGA that do very, very well for themselves and um, would be just fine if we didn't continue to strike on a financial level. But again, the average WGA writer is is making, you know, in 60,000 arena annually. Um, and that's, again, it's an average. That's not, um, there are plenty that are doing much less than that. So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, please understand that not everybody is the, you know, is Pedro Pascal, you know, every SAG right. actor, you know, is not, is not in that position making that type of money. A lot of actors are just working actors. They're regular people. They are mm-hmm. servers at restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of those people. Um, mm-hmm. and I am, I'm am a very, I'm a very working class WGA writer. And so mm-hmm. just know that we are, you know, it's been painted by some people that are, you know, ultimately whether or not you mean to, you are supporting these very wealthy people in kind of crushing labor movements by repeating yeah. these narratives that we are not in solidarity with, you know, there are a lot of like there's hotel workers in, in that are a part of the Unite Here union in Los Angeles that are currently on strike. Um, there have been plenty of um, joint picket lines with them. So, you know, the, this, uh, there is this separation. You will see it's very clever. There's the attempt to separate workers into different divisions and, oh, these workers are worth supporting. These workers are not as worth supporting because they're doing better. A lot mm-hmm. of that is just mm-hmm. not true. It's just not true. And it, it mm-hmm. functions to maintain mm-hmm. existing power structures and line a lot of yeah. people's pockets that are already very yep. well lined. Well. So, that right. narrative is very important. So These, you hear people talking. This many compared to this many. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's so, so important. That's probably yeah. one of the best things that you can do is educating yourself about what these movements are are moving towards, what they're real, what they're really up against, um, the sacrifices that they're making. And, and to just, you know, educate people as best as you can when you hear them, you know, talking about it when they clearly don't have an understanding of what's at stake. Right. That's very important. Mm-hmm. And understanding that a, a lot of people, like Casey said, they might have work. It's very spotty sometimes. It can mm-hmm. get canceled very quickly without yes. warning. Yes. Casey's had that happen. That's how she became an astrologer. <laughs> I was just going to say, that's how we're sitting here is because mm-hmm. I was on a very successful show. It was Star Trek. I was on a very successful, it should have been successful. And then the studio decided that they didn't actually want to make it anymore at that time. They wanted to redo it. And suddenly I was not working anymore. Mm-hmm. So she had so. time to take my class. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. she's- but it can, it can change like a drop of a hat yeah. and it's a very finicky industry. It's a, it's a very difficult industry. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that there are other difficult industries, but it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, it's glamorized and it's not, that glamour is not always the reality of what the average person in this industry is doing. No, a lot of no. very working class people in this industry. Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah. And, and most actors have many other jobs. They oh, could yeah. be serving in two, three restaurants or doing, you yes. know, maybe temp work, mm-hmm. I, you know, cause um, my teacher, Marcy Smolin, who you can find on TikTok, she just did a great video about what you can't do as an actor because mm-hmm. she's in SAG. Yeah. Um, 
anyway, she was, she's a wonderful teacher. And so a lot of, I took acting lessons just to be better at communicating mm -hmm. myself yeah. and open myself up more and have more fun being me. Mm -hmm. yeah. and this is years ago now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, a lot of my classmates were young actors. Yeah. They were thrilled if they could get a commercial or a voiceover. Um, the work was spotty. Some of them had two server One drove a party bus. He had great stories. Amazing. Um, <laughs> another taught guitar lessons as well as being a waiter. Another was a line cook and did exotic dancing. Yeah. You know, it was what you could get because you need yeah. jobs that are actors hours. And oh, yes. actor schedules. So mm -hmm. they don't, if you're dedicated in the entertainment industry, you can't just go, well, I, I'm going to go work at Google now. No, no, you, know, you really it, can't. It, it, no, it, no. I know mm -hmm. very, very many people that are in jobs that just like you, they're very creative people, but I mean, the city is full of people that are working, mm -hmm. you know, normie jobs and mm -hmm. also, you know, trying to make a creative vision happen. Mm -hmm. And the poverty line here is $70,000. Oh yeah. It's, and that, you have to understand, yes, is that writers tend, you know, the industry is centered in Los Angeles and a bit in New York and it's very expensive to live here. Um, so, you know, what may, if you're thinking that, you know, $60,000 is a great salary, you know, in the middle of the country or, you know, somewhere that's more remote, um, that may totally be true. It's, it's really not much here at all. No. No, it's almost $5 a gallon of gas yeah. or more in some places. Yeah. And people yeah. don't understand too that, um, you know, I, like I've been in the union since 2018 and I've, you know, I lost my union health insurance because of, you know, a lapse in, in paid work through, mm -hmm. through paid union work. So, you know, that has been an enormous cost for me because now I had to go and buy health insurance, you know, and a kind of an exorbitant rate. Um, so there's a lot of little details that, you know, if you aren't too close to people that are in this industry that might not be apparent. And I totally mm -hmm. understand that. But I just I really want people to know that um, the people that are making the content that you enjoy um, or maybe don't enjoy, um, we are mostly pretty regular. So, yeah, not a, we're not people... on the babies. <laughs> Right. Oh, exactly. And a lot of you grew up just like everybody else. Yeah. going, Well, I want to write that villain. You know, mm -hmm. I want to, yeah. you know, the villains you love to hate, or I want to write yeah. a story like this, or I yeah. want to act like so-and-so, but mm -hmm. it's, it's, and so part of this is fascinating because with, with Venus in Leo, that's when yeah. the actors went on strike and mm -hmm. cutting the deadline. I was waiting for that because people are like, what about SAG? And I'm like, <laughs> what about SAG? Yeah. What about them? And then I'm like, well, with Venus about to retrograde in Leo. That's fascinating. You yes. Know? Um, I don't think there's going to be a resolution quickly on that. Um, maybe yeah. when it goes direct, maybe mm -hmm. in you know September when it goes direct, because it goes what yeah. direct on September 3rd. I don't know. So yeah. it might, they, it, you know, maybe the actors resolve and the writers don't, but I think you guys are probably going to line up closer because I think mm -hmm. this is a very different situation. This is not, mm -hmm. this is a, not a small dispute. No. Workers everywhere have been exploited for decades and it's just, it's the pandemic. And I think really drove it home. Yes. You know, the unfettered greed, the price mm -hmm. gouging. Yes. And then, you know, the government refusing to recognize it. Mm -hmm. You know, basically yes. blaming consumer spending because, you know, mm -hmm. 
600 bucks made all the difference in the world. Didn't oh, it? yeah. I'm still living off it. <laughs> Rolling in it. Right? <laughs> Woo! Mm, yeah. Yeehaw! Yeah. Um, and people, I'm sure, listening are going, why are you being political? I came here to find out, you know. Because astrology is reflective of life and being human is political and working for a living is part of the structure of the society we live in. And it is all in flux and -hmm. it's very fascinating to watch it in action. And I keep bringing in the astrology because Casey's used to talking to me where we can talk about these things and we're mentally noting the astrology. We can hear the key words. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just popping the astrology in because people aren't used to hearing the keywords. Mm-hmm. So to us, we're hearing Pluto and Capricorn, Pluto and Aquarius on the horizon in January. Um, the full moons in August and, and then the Libra season should be fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Libra is about fairness. And so it was interesting. The moon was in Libra when you went on strike. Zero right? degrees. Yeah. Trying Zero Pluto. degrees. Yes. That's my Jupiter and my Uranus. Mm. Um, just a little feisty. Just a little yeah. bit about egalite. Yeah. Um, for real. And, and we, yeah. if, for those people that are, that are very unfamiliar with, with um, the entertainment industry, the WGA is, um, kind of considered the more radical union because we tend to be the ones that are up at bat first and kind of heading. We, we tend to take on the issues and we, we tend to have to. So um, we're considered a more radical union compared to, you know, some of the other unions in Hollywood. Whoops. I was going to say it was because you were the smart ones. I mean, actually it's really don't cute. Say it, don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> It's really cute. I've, there's been some. Um, there's been some actors on the on the picket line. They have some really cute signs where like the words are misspelled. I'm like, this is why I need a writer. Like, <laughs> it's oh, really see, cute. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's oh yeah, cute. the, the, the actors cute. understand the value of, of writing. I think oh, better than anyone else because they know that that's how they make magic happen. Is that they have to well, work yeah, on something. And, and shitty dialogue. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. So they want to look good again. Venus and Leo. Yeah, it, this is a teamwork. And if mm-hmm. you're actually ever on a set, like I got to produce on a small film and it was a small film, a cool film. Though. Yeah. Um, and what I saw on set now, granted, this was a private project, you know, it was an independent project. It, so those are a lot more fun, you mm-hmm. know, because everybody's in it to win it together. But I think in general, from your experience, wouldn't you say on a set, people actually, I mean, with exceptions, I'm sure yeah. there's egos, oh, but yeah. in general, everybody knows you're all, you all have a singular goal. Yes. In I think that, yeah, that's another thing that might escape people is, is that this industry is by design, very collaborative. Uh, it has mm-hmm. to be because it takes so much, it takes so many people to make the things that we watch an enormous amount of people. If you ever watch the credits. And anything, mm-hmm. I know that it's unpopular now is with the, you know, next episode feature. But um, if you ever want to take a look at those credits and see how much work it takes to make something that you enjoy watching, it's a good exercise because um, this it's, it's like a, it's like a little company that forms to mm-hmm. make each production. And yeah, it's, it's enormously collaborative. In fact, I actually yeah. chose to go into television specifically because of the collaborative element. I wanted to work with other smart people and I wanted to create cool stuff. And I really, I really love 
what happens when you have people with different backgrounds, different experience, different understandings coming together to create something um, because you get the best ideas that way. So what what sign is your natal Venus in? (laughs) Um, I have a Libra Venus and yeah, it shows, I think. (laughs) Yeah. You're great at collaborating. You really are. I love it. I love it. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm so inspired Mm -hmm. by other people. And, and that's what keeps me energized is on the picket line is even, even though I I usually have my, you know, my headphones in and I'm, I'm, you know, walking, it's hot, you know, I don't have a lot of energy to, to be like, you know, doing my, it's hot as hell. I got headphones in. Um, but just being together in support Mm -hmm. of one another, the solidarity, if you've never been on a picket line, um, it's love. Right. It's love, and we've had all right. this Leo energy going on, and um, it, I felt it like the 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 heart oh. space has been really lit up, mm-hmm. and and I I feel energized when I leave, even though I'm exhausted, um, mm-hmm. because it's so it's so evident how together we are and we can be. I, I find mm-hmm. it really inspiring. Mm-hmm. It's been inspiring to watch, yeah. You know, because I'm not yeah. near LA, so yeah. But not yeah, yet. so. Not yet. We'll get back <laughs> in that direction again. But she's like, yeah, come to LA. <laughs> come to Brazil. But, uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> so, so I think with Venus in Leo retrograde, I, I don't think you're going to see the tide turn. In fact, as far as like the heart space go, yeah. I think you're going to see collectivism ramp up because <laughs> then what most people don't understand about retrogrades, which duh, they're not bad. um, It's you get an element of the opposite sign operating. So like an, uh, like Mm an undertone or a top note maybe of the opposite sign. So Venus Leo retrograde is going to have an Aquarian feel Man, people who are saying let them eat cake, which it was actually brioche. It was not gateau. It's very different and it wasn't intended as it was taken. But anyway, <laughs> these dudes actually mean every word they're saying and they don't care. Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. and when you look at what the investment companies are doing, BlackRock, Vanguard, how they're buying up residential neighborhoods, they're not letting that go. Some will. Yeah. Um but not all investment companies. Well, they're trying yeah. to put us back into being serfs or mm-hmm. not caring who lives and who dies. That was very evident during the lockdowns. Oh, yeah. um, it still is. Healthcare is, <laughs> yeah, healthcare is decimated. Um, insurance companies are refusing to insure homes. You know, we're watching a class war explode on yes. our watch and we're yeah. watching the biggest change. And, Anybody who's following, I know a lot of you are new to me, but I've been saying this for years and years and years and years. We are in the biggest change in human history in 4,500 years, and we were made for this. We are here for this. It isn't anything to fear, but we do need to keep our eyes and ears open and work together because collaboration is how we get through it. I've said over and over and over, the people who have struggled, if you've struggled in your life, You'll make it through this just fine because you're plucky. You know how to make do. You know how to substitute. You know how to hustle if you have to. I just saw a news story saying the wealthy, and they weren't talking about one percenters. They were talking about people probably in you know the top 10%, like that 
five to 10% range Hmm. who are significantly less wealthy than billionaires, but they've got you maybe five, 10 million. They're feeling the hit. Right. Yeah. They're not going to navigate through this as well. No. Yeah. But you guys will, you know, anybody who grew up during, you know, the recession as a kid in 2008, which we never got out of, you know, it's all BS that they just changed financial policy. We're watching the end of Pluto and Capricorn. And these guys are going to be more egregious. They're going to go at workers. Workers are going to have to hold in solidarity. I believe they will, especially watching this. I what Last year, I was like, okay, please, because I still hear a lot of self-interest. And yes, we have to think about ourselves. Yeah. But the issues at stake are bigger than individuals. And if, if yes. it's different, if you have medical conditions, it's different. It's different. There is support though. And that's something you got to remember to ask for that support from your unions, you know, and if you can't find it, find an advocate. Um, but in general, if you're, if you're not in special circumstances, then understand it's so much bigger than you because this is the next 10 years that you are creating right now. This is huge, huge. And you'd be like, Lori, you're a business owner. Why are you pro this? Well, I'm an independent business owner because I hate corporations and I don't want them having my genius IQ. Cause unlike Elon Musk, I don't just talk. I had mine tested. Okay. My mom made me, I'm like Sheldon Cooper. Just saying, except I understand sarcasm. Most of the time, sometimes they have to explain it to me. Most of the time. In writing, not so much. I know, I get um, you all the time with that. You do. I'm like, brackets, brackets. But um, if, if we don't have strong unions, people like me can't afford to pick up the the excess because of the way the laws are written, but I still pay better than any of those companies. <laughs> I still pay better. I may not have enough hours, but I pay better and I don't base it off hours. Do mm. I have bennies for everybody? No, because we have to contract because the laws are written for big companies, not little ones. It matters that labor is compensated. So again, if you guys book with Casey or Mackenzie or Jennifer, understand they are not getting 20% of the fee. They're not getting 30% of the fee. They're getting half. So when I offer a 50% off discount, I'm taking the hit, not them. Because labor deserves its due. My dad was a shop steward. (laughs) Labor deserves its due. If you cannot pay your bills, and I'm talking to you, listener, if you cannot pay your bills, if you cannot afford to eat, the world is not a very good place. And so it's up to all of us to make it a fairer, maybe not kinder, but fairer world. And that's what these striking people are doing. It's not just for them. Yeah. Because if they win this, Watch out, Walmart. If they win this, watch out, Starbucks. If they mm-hmm. win this, and guess what? United Auto Workers are looking at going on strike too. Yeah. There's a lot of strikes. I just saw and, that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, there's, It's so much. It's amazing. 
Mm-hmm. And it will not create inflation, guys. What's created inflation was excessive profit taking. And I'm going to give you, before we move on to more astrology, because I promise we'll go there, but this is something really bugged me. I saw a comment on TikTok. There are, sometimes I just want to reach through the screen and this was not on my TikTok, somebody else's, but somebody was like, you guys need to study economics. I'm assuming his name was Chad or something. You need to study economics. Businesses can't function without a profit. Oh boy. What they were talking about was paying fair wages. And I'm like, dude, you need to go back to school. Profit happens after you pay expenses. If they're making 400 times the profit, spending 30 times is not going to erode profit. It's just they're going to make less profit. They're not going broke. So profit is after you pay all the bills, including the wages people make. So Mm -hmm. they're making exorbitant. It's worse than the depression era numbers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, Mm -hmm. and um, another good thing to know about the writer's take home pay is that um, our average wages have gone down since the last strike. So, Mm -hmm. um, which was in 2007 and the beginning of 2008, for those who remember that, Mm -hmm. um, our, our pay has Thanks. actually she gave decreased. us reality TV. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's why I was, I was glad SAG came in because I'm like, no reality television. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, our, our working conditions have, have, and there's a lot of yeah. other, we could talk all day about it, but there's a lot yeah. of other practices that have been become very popular and very damaging to what we do. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very real. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, the bottom line is there are more of us than there are of them. And, Always. Uh, yeah. Solidarity mm-hmm. is, is everything. Solidarity. All right. All right. We've lectured everybody long enough. We're going to talk about some shenanigans in the next part. We're going to talk a little bit about the fun side of astrology. (laughs) That's right. There's a fun side. It's like a fun size. And, uh, and actually for Casey and me, this was fun. Oh yeah, no. This we was talk great. like this all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> so if you're like, what does Casey do with Lori? What what do they talk about that stuff? We Pretty we much. talk about that stuff. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I did not radicalize Casey. I was just <laughs> radical enough to attract her into my yes. fields. So yes, <laughs> and she, I was like, wow, I was radical enough for you. Oh my god, <laughs> I feel honored. It was but, wild. Um, I was like, yeah. this lady knows what she's mm-hmm. talking about. What is this? <laughs> That's right. Been radical since I was tree. My poor mother. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, we'll be right back and we will be talking a little bit more about Venus and Leo from a perspective you might be interested in. Talking about some love Mm -hmm. and the Cancer New Moon. We're going to talk about our intentions. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I think so. (laughs) And uh, and then we're going to do a. Patron shout outs and astrology QA. We'll be right back. Actually, we're going to do some patron shout outs. That's what we're going to do right now. So, patrons keep this podcast going. Without patrons, there is no Awake Space Astrology Podcast. And if you are a patron, as I find my list of patrons, 
uh, I did a very special episode just for you because I do that uh, all about the Cancer New Moon and the intentions you can set depending on where that new moon is falling in your house. Now, I know some of you get confused about looking at where the transits are, so I'm making a very special little video to show how to find transits. I have one on my TikTok, but this is a little longer explanation, so that'll be coming to patrons first, then I'll get it up on the YouTubes. All right, so new patrons, Judith, David, Jennifer, Lindsay, Anna, Shana, Marie, Leticia, Safia, Lauren, Jennifer, Anna, Imelda, Erica, Jeroid, Latrell, Jerry, James, Taryn, XXIB underscore ILLYXX, Christopher, Robin. You guys are in order, and I, I love that. I can be Pooh Bear. Um, Courtney, Mortal Shell, Carrie, Kate, Jen, Jessica, and Alexandra, Farah, Hodger, Nine, Heidi, and Justin. Big thank you to all of you for being patrons. Our newest patrons always get a shout out. There are too many of you to list out. Every patron, including at the dollar level, gets access to our handy dandy Discord. Casey is one of the mods, part of the mod squad. Woohoo! Yeah, woohoo! <laughs> and we cause mayhem and trouble in there. We yes, there is politics, but we also talk about silly things and have good memeage. Oh yeah. What's your favorite uh, channel in the Discord, Casey? Hmm. You know, I. I am kind of partial to, we've got like kind of a really little chaotic fun channel that Shane created called Timeout Corner. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just mm -hmm. very ridiculous and silly, but I really, I do love the memes. I think that's, we've got a great meme channel. We've got an astrology meme channel and just like a general comedy channel. So mm -hmm. I was like, those are good stuff. places to go. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I like the celebration channel. Oh, yeah. Where one. people come in and celebrate their wins, you know, and sometimes it's a little win. You can come celebrate mm -hmm. anything. Um, we've got our social action and mutual aid information. Those are fun. Current yeah. events. And also, I like the Taurus Cancer channel because it always involves food. Yes. Indeed. That's important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the prep resources that includes gardening. Mm. A lot of people are gardening now. Yeah. Which is great. Hydroponics. So there's always something to do in there. Then everybody gets coffee with Lori. Coffee with Lori. That's once a month. And last Sunday of the month, we meet in Discord on a voice channel. And we have coffee with me. So <laughs> usually wild. I'm half would, awake. Yeah, I would have never <laughs> expected that. I would have never right? expected that. Shocking. You know, some people wonder... What yeah. happens at coffee with Lori? And I'm like, I drink coffee. I'm just waking up, <laughs> and and people talk to me, and I get to know you, and yeah. I answer questions because I can do that half asleep, mm -hmm. which is a great skill. So that's what happens. Um, Five dollar tier and up get the Crunch Report, and that's I didn't do it yet, but I'll get the Gemini Moon Crunch Report out. And of course, you'll get the Cancer one before, long before the new moon, because the new moon's late in the sign. Mm -hmm. Um. We've got the horoscopes. We do the live stream every Sunday. 
it's a busy, busy time. There's a lot that goes into it. Oh yeah. Patreon, your Patreon is full of resources and fun stuff to do. So mm-hmm. the Astro guides, which you edited for me. I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. They're great guides. Yeah. yeah. She gets a byline because she was my <laughs> editor. So all kinds of fun stuff happen in there. So if you like this podcast, consider supporting us. All right. Uh, up next, we're going to talk about love and Venus in Leo and what the retrograde means. And it probably doesn't mean you're going to break up. I can guarantee you that. And if you want to freaking cut your hair, that's fine too. We'll talk about that up next. All right. Venus and Leo is going retrograde. What do you make of that, Casey? I mean, honestly, I'm looking forward to it on a personal level because it's hanging out in my second house for quite quite a while. So, ching ching goes the money tree. Ching ching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring mm-hmm. it. That's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It already passed your Jupiter, but so is it going to hit your Jupiter again? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not sure. Maybe. It goes pretty far back. Yeah, I don't it doesn't remember. Doesn't go all the way back. I Let's look. hope so. Let's hope so. What degrees your Jupiter? 11. Oh, I think it goes back to that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. So. Did you did you look up the date, that fun event that you had a surprise, a good surprise happen? Did you look at, was Venus near your Jupiter that day? I don't remember what the astrology was offhand, but um, that was a good day. That was a really good day. <laughs> yeah. I have it written down. I still, I, I journal every day. So I have mm-hmm. good astrology notes for myself because that's essential. Uh, it's so mm-hmm. essential. It's so essential. If you're learning astrology, absolutely. You need to keep good notes because you just don't remember you know, everything. It's impossible. No. So no, you don't. <clears throat> I wish I had my notes from way back when I've been trying to remember 2004 through 2006 with mm. the last time the notes were in Aries and Libra and, I've been slowly recalling because the cancer mercury, you know, slowly <laughs> it's coming back to me. I'm like, okay, but all of my notebooks are gone. So I don't have those. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've taught you guys was to observe yeah. my notes, you know, which you probably journaled, but. I what? didn't actually very consistently prior to becoming an astrologer. So that is one thing that I'm really grateful for. I finally have the motivation to keep track of what's going on with me. <laughs> It goes back to your nice, but yeah, September first. I think it might be on there. It might be amazing. August thirty first. We love to September see September first. No, it'll be an orb if it doesn't. Let's see where does it go. It I goes think it comes close. On the third. Yeah, it's it's less than a degree away. It counts because it's it's within orb we like tight orbs i i love tight orbs that's the (laughs) they're they're the distance between planets but yes so that's so funny i'm gonna crack up now you make me (laughs) laugh she does that she makes me laugh so hang on I laughed and choked on my own spit. 
It happens. It's a danger. It happens. Being my friend, honestly. (laughs) Speaking, right? I'm going to take a drink now, Casey. Careful. Oh, my gosh. So we are. We're being super serial. So uh, Venus goes retrograde on the 23rd, which is a Sunday. And um, no, you will not break up with your beloved. You're going to be reviewing um, what matters to you and how what matters to you impacts other people and your need for social support as well, because we're looking at Aquarius. You also might have a craving for doohickeys. So it is okay to cut your hair. It's hair. It'll grow back. You know, I have to look up. It was like 2000. My kids were still little. It's like 2001. Mm -hmm. I went to a new hairdresser, but it was in the middle of the sticks because we just moved. Mm -hmm. It's really bad when you mention who did the bad hairdo and everybody goes, oh, her. And you're like, could somebody have warned me? Because I told people I was going to go. I went to get a perm. She nared me. My hair was as long as it is now. She nared me. All my hair came out. And I had to wear a scarf. And people looked at me funny. And I'd be like, I just went chemo. Oh, my God. It just shut people up because they were sick. Because it was patchy and blotchy. and Oh, my God. That's wild. Yeah, it was wild. I'll have to look up what was going on then. It was like the spring. I don't yeah. think it was a Venus transit though. It might have yeah. been. It might have been a Venus. But guess what? I have healthy locks. I also have not gotten a perm since. But um like no. No, not after that. But I've had my hair colored. So hair grows back, people. Yeah. I lived through it. You will too. It's probably another Pluto transit. <laughs> Might have been Pluto going through my second house. Oh, that was boy. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, Venus and Leo retrograde doesn't mean you're going to break up. It doesn't mean the axes are coming back. All of that is very superficial. Venus is an interior planet. And even by transit, it's going to make you focus on what matters. Mm-hmm. And right now, I mean, we can have fun. Absolutely. And, and do silly things and be interested in silly things. In fact, we need to be more silly right now because it is so heavy. But if that's what you're worried about, I don't know. I, I'd be worried about other things. I, I don't know. It's just me. Is it just me? I, I just think there's bigger fish to freak out about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's going to be some interesting financial news with Venus retrograde. Um, but it's more like we're going to find out where there's maybe been some shenanigans. Mm-hmm. I think it empowers the labor movement big time, which is good because yeah. wages have not been caught up. With, they haven't been caught up with inflation in, you know, almost 30 yeah. years. So, um, which is important. Yeah, and, very. Uh, yeah. Um, I think we'll see more people starting independent businesses. And that's just the warm up because I think once 2025 hits, you're going to see a massive amount of independent businesses start and mm-hmm. workers co-ops. So there's that. If, if you are interested in romance, 
if you were like sick, you know, in, in, I don't know, early, late June and you couldn't go on that date, you might have another opportunity, but another opportunity to find out whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, I don't, I don't know, like that. I don't really worry about what retrogrades. So, you know, you've trained me well on that front. So, um, yeah, I am very interested to see like on a mundane level, what that mm-hmm. looks like, just because everything, you know, the news has been so constant and, and there's just so much that I'm constantly finding things that I missed from the previous week or even month because just there's so much happening mm-hmm. all the time. Um, well, and they're not always reporting on things timely either. I'll find out stuff from yeah. six months ago that I predicted and I'll be like, Hey, didn't I do a prediction about that? And sure enough, it was in the headlines, you know, cause that horoscope I give for the month. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm, it's, I'm interested, you know, to see on a you know financial level um, and you know, in terms of social justice, I'm very interested to see mm-hmm. how that pans out as well. So I'll definitely be mm-hmm. observing, you know, what that retrograde energy is going to be be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah. Should be very interesting. Because mm-hmm. it's sliding back from 28, then all the way to 12. That's a lot of territory. Mm-hmm. And so this is going to be a much more active Venus retrograde. So if you guys remember the last time Venus was retrograde, it was in Capricorn and it was like so slow. (laughs) It would not like end. Mm -hmm. This is going to be different. I think this is going to move a little bit faster. I think we're a little more timey-wimey right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think things are going to be a little bit different with that. So I I don't think it's going to slow it down. I don't think it's going to reduce temperatures. In fact, if anything, I think it's going to show the need for collective action for the things that sustain our life. Venus is about sustainability. Mm -hmm. But what does it mean for Leo placements? (laughs) What does it mean? Yeah. Food as well. Like I'm interested to see, you know, we've seen so many food shortages and with climate and stuff. Yeah. I'm interested. Yeah. I think that's we'll we'll see that, especially when Venus um, goes back into a square with Jupiter. We'll hear more about that as well. Um, Leo placements. I don't know what to tell you. If you want to be afraid, go ahead. Okay. Otherwise, this is a real power up for you. Yeah. Okay. You got, it's a time to dig down deep and get rid of your insecurities. So that's actually what the nair job on my hair did for me. Mm. Cause I just had to function, you know, what do you do? It's hair. It's hair. I made cool hats. I wore, as a result, I made cool hats. Right. That I then sold. So ingenuity life gives you lemons yeah ingenuity and we will be we will be you know working on things i think a lot of you if you're looking at starting something it might not be the best time to start before august after august is probably better because we have such 
Um, and if you're trying to start a business, odds are you getting your website up as your start is, is fine. If you're starting to do social media, fine. In fact, I think social media is going to boom because people are going to be supporting independent creators mm-hmm. in solidarity. I think enough people are on, you know, I don't think we're going to have as much pushback against you guys as might've been maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. I think Cause so. I think everybody's right. tired. Mm, yeah. You know, I, I think, think there's much tired. more. Yeah. Much more understanding now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have better ability to communicate, you know, mm-hmm. better communication. More people are online, you know, yes. we were organizing long ago and far away on the internet. It's just mm. not everybody was there. Sure. So the geeks were, but you know, but yeah, so there's that. Um, today's the new moon. Yes. The day the podcast is coming out <laughs> is the new moon because it's not the new moon today. Moon's in Gemini. But <laughs> today is the new moon, Casey. Yeah. Um, what are your intentions? God, that's a good question. Um, I think for me, I've been undoing a lot of conditioning around my sort of identity and like how I'm received by other people. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of owning myself even more has been a theme for me recently Mm -hmm. and, and just peeling back all of the, you know, you're too much. Don't do this. Don't do that. I actually, it's funny. I hadn't thought of this before when I was in middle school, I once went to school. I put, I had, I just got blue eyeshadow and I was like really into this blue eyeshadow and I put it on, I put it on like really heavy. I was like kind Mm -hmm. of a, I was, I was kind of punk looking and I did like this really heavy blue eyeshadow just for fun. And, um, I remember I went to school and this girl like just ripped me for it and was so mean about it. And stuff like that happened a lot when I was a kid and it was just these little, you know, things in and of themselves are really small, but when it happens over and over and over and from different people, you know, especially when you're a kid, it's like, you don't notice you're mm-hmm. shrinking yourself. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so what I've really been working on lately, especially because I, you know, I'm now I'm on the podcast and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm putting myself out in the world in, in a different way um, than I have been for quite a while. So, um, that has required me actually reconnecting. I was, I was a performer as a young child. I mm-hmm. loved performing. And mm-hmm. so that kind of picking and I had, you know, I, I dealt with anxiety. And so that all took a toll and caused me to, you know, retreat in a big way. Mm-hmm. And so for me, mm-hmm. I'm really now trying to step out and let myself be and, and embrace the things that I enjoy doing as a kid. And, you know, using my voice and just being in public. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I, I, I feel like my intentions are going to be really focused around leaning into that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I've yeah. been watching you kind of come out of that <laughs> shell over the last year or so. And it's, yeah. your, your confidence is way here compared before it wasn't like you were not no. confident. I mean, you're confident in who you are, but yes. putting yourself out there is a different story. Mm-hmm. And yes. so it's been fun That's, to watch you yeah. grow. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's practice. It's just practice every day, practicing, you know, doing it, making moves, putting yourself out there, not letting mm-hmm. that, you know, comment or whatever, you know, derail you. It's, it's just little things every single day. 
Yeah, absolutely. That and that's that's a great intention for the first house. Yeah. Oh. What about you? It's in the ninth house for me. So marketing, 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 um, <laughs> teaching, teaching, production, teach. teaching, 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 um, publishing. Yeah. The cards yeah. are supposedly here. Oh, they should be here before this podcast episode. So I might, mm. I might add if I, if they arrive, I might do a little reveal. Mm. They're supposed to come tomorrow, which is in the past. Mm-hmm. If you're watching this on Monday, the 17th. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to get ahead. So this, what we're doing right now, we're, we're recording way ahead of time. Normally I would just record on Sunday and then I'm up way too late and I get it out <laughs> in time for the East Coast to commute so I can drive to work with everybody. Oh my God, we didn't talk about what we were doing. Did you get parking? This is late in the episode. <laughs> I hope you got perfect parking. I, I can help you with that. I manifest parking all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, publishing um, and marketing. I need to do more marketing. I had a really slow six months. The first part of this year, I was really, you know, obviously I got a lot done. You see yeah. everything that I do, but I was slow for me. Yeah. That was low energy for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I'm at a stage where I need help in the production, you know? Yes. Yeah. I'm not just in the backyard on my phone Mm -hmm. recording the podcast with not caring if the dog is barking or the donkey Mm -hmm. is braying or yeah. Leveling up. Leveling up. So yeah. So that's kind of it. Um, yeah. So doing what I always do, create Mm -hmm. things, (laughs) you know, make things teach, you know? Yeah. So it's very close. The new moon's very close to my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, because it's at twenty four degrees and mm-hmm. fifty six minutes, and my son is at twenty eight fifty eight. So, yeah. Be more of myself, I guess. Hey, look, we're twins. Um, <laughs> that's that's all I could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if you're a patron, if you're wondering, you know, kind of the theme of yours, go ahead and check out the podcast up in the Patreon because it's there for you. I don't do them for me. Um, what else, what else is going on? There's not a ton more astrology. I mean, we went over Mars and Virgo last week. If you Mm -hmm. guys haven't listened to that, go check out episode 30. We've got, um, it's just interesting astrology right now. Mm -hmm. It's, oh, woke astrology live. Yes. We're going to be reading people to filth. Yes, we are. Yeah, we've got Orla, Zach, and Miranda. We're going to be reading them to filth. And um, this is a live event, guys. I'll put the link. You can grab your tickets to observe us. It's a great time to learn about how um, astrologers actually read, you know, Mm -hmm. and this will be laser sessions. All four of us. We're going to tag team. Mm -hmm. It'll be like a cage match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And a, and a, we do have an MC who is the disembodied voice. Um, see, we're so hot. We're bringing in the sirens. But anyway, <laughs> um, oh, gee, should I move back to a city? I don't know. Um, <laughs> although I live I live next to a hospital. But yeah, um, I was going to say we have an MC mm-hmm. and he, 
they are going to get us a celebrity chart. It will be anonymous and we will be kind of cold reading that chart and find out if what we're saying is true or false. So we had some fun jokes about that. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really fun. I'm looking forward to just, you know, having some more lighthearted fun with astrology yeah. and getting silly. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's nice when we don't take ourselves too seriously. So I appreciate the people that signed up to be, to be read because, uh, you know, I want to be, have a silly goofy time together. So. Absolutely. And it'll still be accurate and we're not going to do anything that would mortify. We're all very ethical people. (laughs) We're not going to hurt anybody's feelings. Um, but we are going to have a good time. We'd be like, what you eat your jelly, then the toast. What? (laughs) Um, what do you mean you keep your spoon in the peanut butter and don't put the lid on? You know, that kind of thing. So you can see that in a chart. You can see that in a chart. We can see everything in a chart if you know what you're doing. So just wonder what don't we tell you in a reading? <laughs> I've seen something. I'll be like, ooh, kinky, but don't say it. <laughs> private people. And now everybody I've ever read for is going, oh, my God, did she see that? (laughs) Wouldn't you like to know? Yeah, I'm not going to tell. I'm a Scorpio rising. Shit goes to the grave with me. Yeah. And see, Casey's a Scorpio sun and Mercury. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I can be be pretty roasty naturally. Mm -hmm. And a perv. But, you know. (laughs) Well... Sorry, we're not we're not roasting me in this, but it's good enough Maybe. for you guys, but no, I'm just kidding. Um it's That's very great. easy to roast my chart. I roast my own chart all the time. So don't worry, I'm do. doing that too. <laughs> right. Well, we actually do that together. Like we look at charts like this all the time and we don't really like we have fun with it and it's the mm. interplay. And yes. we roast each other too. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. But um so it's gonna be fun. And then you guys will get to know everybody in kind of a different way. Because we can get serious on this podcast. I can't help it. I'm kind of a serious person. I mean, I have a silly sense of humor, but yeah, I don't know that I could be funny for a whole hour. <laughs> well, there's a lot of serious stuff going on right now that you, know, that you have to mm-hmm. kind of attend to. So I love that you've made this opportunity for us to have you know, more lighthearted fun. Fun. Uh, people really loved when you roasted the signs on TikTok Live. <laughs> That uh, that one time, and I think um, if you missed, I had a hundred and I had a hundred and two fever. Oh, that's right, that's right. You were sick. <laughs> that's I'm why sick. it was so funny. It was so funny because you don't normally do that. So Mm-mm. I love that we're no. creating. A, yeah, we're creating a space to you know we do you know the astrology that we do one on one in our sessions is you know we're helping people make their dreams come true essentially and so this is a little bit mm-hmm. different this is a little bit more mm-hmm. silly and fun and mm-hmm. also accurate but but you know lighthearted for sure yeah i mean it'll still be a safe container we mm-hmm. always create safe containers yeah. nobody in here like the ethics in this group mm-hmm. is just top notch (laughs) but we do need to have some fun life is heavy right now and it will continue to be heavy you know the next and i don't you know what bothers me is when i'm trying to give people a heads up and they're like well i want out now you know screw you 
screw you for wanting to give up. I didn't ever get to give up. I am here giving you information because I didn't give up and I lived through hell. So when I hear people like, it's not going the way I want my, shut up, just shut up. I'm getting tired of it. (laughs) Casey's like, finally, she likes it when I get spicy. I do. I do. I do. So I'm excited (laughs) to have, you know, spicy, fun astrology. Be funny. Mm -hmm. We do. We need to have more fun. And because it does, it does, it gets heavy. And I think that's why I was so worn out at the beginning of the year is I, I know what's coming out. I know what's not getting reported too. like it, there's stuff that's getting tucked away. I'll find it. I'll put it up in our discord. Cause we curate, you know, headlines. I don't even put up all the news stories I find just because I'm like, I, I don't want to feel like shit every day, you know, and I get that, but you can't give up. And so yeah. we're going to have some fun instead. Yeah. So, and Mackenzie has a wicked sense of humor. Yeah. I, we Don't all do. Think? I think, yeah, I think we do. There's plenty yeah. of air energy. Jen, in our Jen. Oh yeah. There is, there is so much air energy. Jen, Jen is like, she'll go come in like soft and under the radar. Mm-hmm. Just, and you'll be like, Whoa. Yeah. We've been doing, you know, we've been having kind of this, tone when we've been recording petty astrology so we've been warming up for you guys Mm-hmm. they've been plugging you so Mackenzie <laughs> came on the show yeah. Jen was on the show and they plugged petty astrology let's talk yeah. about that before we get into answering astrology Q&A tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about petty astrology what was your inspiration and yeah, so uh, Petty Astrology is my podcast, and I had planned to start a podcast um, at some point, and the point ended up being when the newest season of Love Island UK came out, because Mackenzie and Jen and I are all big fans of Love Island. We've been watching it for a very long time, and so once we started studying astrology together and we realized we all liked Love Island, it became kind of just a thing that we did every season. We would talk about the astrology of the cast and we had so much fun doing it and love island is such a big show that we you know talked about it and i was like we should record this as a podcast so that was really the impetus for actually getting the podcast going was the new season of love island and honestly we picked up we did not know that it was going to be the wildest season that maybe i've ever seen they are changing the show up quite a lot so it's even more dramatic than it's ever been well, so Venus is in Leo. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The, we and we we talk about the astrology of the week. We make predictions. We talk about the contestants. And even if you haven't watched the show, it's kind of a big commitment because it's on five nights a week. It's, it is a lot. We try to do uh, a recap. So even if you don't catch every episode, we are kind of breaking down the astrology of what's what's going on and the the different uh, islanders on the show and their sinistry because it's you know it's a romantic show. So. There's synastry between couples and we make predictions for the following week and you would be very pleasantly surprised that, you know, we're doing a great job, I think, predicting uh, Mackenzie and Jen have, have really killed it in that department. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's very lighthearted and uh, I, I enjoy having the the space to do it. And uh, we work really well together. We love, we love talking astrology with each other. And so um, it's all fun, 100% fun. Oh my gosh, I love that. I love yeah. that you're doing that. So, yeah. And, and we're also showing 
collective collaborative mm-hmm. action. It, yes. it is lifting each other up. Mm-hmm. It isn't about yes. this person doing that thing. It's like whatever we're in, if we can involve somebody in it, we do. You know, oh yeah. And, and Jen and Mackenzie have also talked about stuff that they're planning on doing and you know, that they're working mm-hmm. towards. And I, I'm going to be so mm-hmm. thrilled to be um, on their projects too. So I, I love that we can support each other and I don't know, it's just fun. It's fun. Um, and you know, to see younger astrologers that are well-trained and also have good senses of humor and really insightful things to say coming together. There's, it's just not out there very much. So we're doing something that I don't see no. a lot of, and I'm proud of that. I'm really proud of that. But what about Lilith? <laughs> um, that's actually what we should start. We should start roasting everybody's Lilith. <laughs> I roast. don't even want to touch it. I just, oh <laughs> just, my God. We wouldn't even know where that is on our software. So <clears throat> no. I'll talk about it later, guys. But really, Lilith, <laughs> uh, don't even get me started. All right. You ready for some astrology Q&A? And by the way, we'll get Petty Astrology's links into the show notes so that you can go listen to that after you listen to this. Or take a break from all the you know political stuff and you can hear about <laughs> wah, wah. All right. This question is from Alexandra. Let's see. How do you feel about a Cancer Mars retrograde placement in the first house? I always get conflicting answers when I look things up to do some reading in my spare time. If this is too crazy of a question, no worries. I'm not offended. Oh, just they first of all just a thought on a general cancer <laughs> mars so go ahead first of all first of all first this of is a all, crazy is question crazy? crazy question wild wow. wild out of you really out alexandra of you yeah you really went off the rails with this one <laughs> <laughs> we're teasing but um i say that for people who don't pick up sarcasm mm, like yes, me very important yes very important. Yes. My, you could see if you're not watching the video version, I'm grinning like a, like a doofus. So, so right. So, um, it can be confusing, especially if you're looking things up online. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say if you look up in the very, you know, the older literature, like maybe the medieval literature, um, retrograde wasn't a huge factor. They honestly didn't think that much of it. They'd be like, don't sign a contract. You know, if Mercury was retrograde, it no the the drama behind retrograde did not exist. Mm-hmm. Um, retrograde is it, it it doesn't exist outside our planetary view, so understand that it's an optical illusion. But our reality, our perceptions shape our reality, right? So mm-hmm. for you, having Mars in the first house makes you very self determinate. You've had to be a scrapper. And you can be very tenacious with it retrograde. It might have been um, maybe a little hard to assert yourself when you were younger. You know, uh, maybe you lived in a really controlling household and you had to, to be maybe a little bit more confined and you had to maybe you had to sneak a little bit. But most likely you had to toe the line. And so you have to kind of lighten up on yourself a little bit. That thus asking if this is too crazy a question, 
you know, that tells me you had to like duck a little bit. Um, but you don't give up. You just don't, you couldn't give up if you tried. So that's what that placement tells. And and you might want to replay what Casey was saying about her intentions. Cause you have a cancer I'm mm. first house at least. And so it's a sensitive sign. It's easy to shrink back. What yeah. are your thoughts, Casey? Uh, tenacious was the word that came to mind for that placement, mm-hmm. for sure. With that cancer energy, I think mm-hmm. people underestimate it often. All the time. Mm-hmm. It's it's classic. It's classic. And it's because it has, I think, a more feminine association, right? And the qualities of it are considered more feminine in our culture. And, and God, you know, what could a woman contribute? Such um, a white dude perception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And a cancer energy is not to be messed with at all. I would not want to scrap with a cancer because if they're in it, they're in it to win it. And uh, so it's it's very strong energy, especially with that first house, Mars, you know, regardless of it being retrograde, it's it's a very powerful placement. Um. Yeah. And while well, you're in your cancer rising, Casey is so protective Holy crap, she'll be like, who's doing what to whom? Who did what? What? You know, yeah, don't like, mess with my people you know? for real. Mm-hmm. That's um that's mm-hmm. yeah, and, and I bet you you would be the same way. It's you don't Oh, I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry, I meant I meant Alexandra. Oh, Alexandra. Um, yeah, I'm like, yes. what are you talking about? Yes, yes. oh we my know, people. we know, okay. we know about you. They know. They know. But yeah, Alexandra, she <laughs> yeah. would she would yeah. God forbid, like if you've got a little brother or sister yeah. and somebody went after them. Ooh. Yeah, your close friends, just the people that are like family oh, to glasses you. Glasses off. Yeah. Yeah. Hold Extra, my earrings. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, see, I don't ever wear earrings. I get that. Mm-hmm. Now I know. It. Hold my earring. Okay. I didn't understand that from that song. Yeah. Now you get it? It's like, hold my glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's how you fight. You can tell I'm a trained fighter. Right. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's very, it's very scary. Oh. Avert your eyes. Let's see. Let's see. I think this is actually a really good question from Emily. And it's really sweet. Everybody asks. I don't know if this is a good question or not. <laughs> um, and sometimes I do ask that you ask them in Coffee with Lori because maybe it's a little more nuanced. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you for asking, guys. So what would you say to someone who has some anxiety about upcoming ma- um, an upcoming major transit in their eighth house? Maybe they have a fear of losing a loved one or trauma. Oh, I mean, I think it's really important, especially when you're new to astrology, to not go to the worst case scenario. It's a, it, I see it happen so very, very often. And of course, it's like, you know, people say the eighth house is death. And um, it's so much more than that. It's, it's a magic house. It's also a kinky house. So very kinky. You know, maybe you can expect to have some hot maybe, sauce. That's what yeah, I'm maybe saying. You're hot sauce. Yeah, maybe you're going to die in a kinky way. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke. Um, you know, but sorry, I've got my imagination. I'm just thinking, what would be I'm the so good sorry. ways to go? What would be the? I have a Venus in the eighth house, so I'm like, mm, good ways to die. Okay, I know. Um, no, I yeah, can make so right, many terrible jokes. Right. There's right. a lot of other things in the eighth house. Well. So. 
the big the big O in French is le petit mort, the small exactly. death. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, I got it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, no. Yeah, it's not to, I don't think that the eighth house is a place to be afraid of. I'm curious what the major transit, like, what does that mean? You know, I think, I think a lot of times when people talk about major, they're afraid of Saturn and Pluto. Right. And a Pluto transit to your eighth house is great. It, it's going home. Yes. So it, it's a very, it, it's a very transcendent time. It's, mm-hmm. you know, some people say, well, I lost major loved one. Guess what? Everybody has people die in their lives. Absolutely. The yeah. eighth house would actually show how you're grieving. And yes. so the transit would show, mm-hmm. um, is this a, ha ha, thank God they're dead. Or a, my heart's cracking open. I, uh-huh. and a part of myself, you know, that's what the transit actually yeah. shows. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've dealt with loss that when I had no planets in my eighth house, you know, so mm -hmm, it's not, mm -hmm. when you're new to astrology, it can be very easy to look for one thing and like, oh, Mm -hmm. that one thing means this is going to happen Mm -hmm. in astrology. It's so, so important when you're new to recognize how complex astrology is and you can really freak yourself out. I harp on this a lot on TikTok Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of scary astrology and a lot of people that are scared in my comments and Mm -hmm. it really bugs me. I don't want people to, to be afraid, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and to use astrology to validate their fears and and it's not healthy. And you can't make it fit because just because you have a planet transiting the eighth doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything. There has to be other things going on to show an event. You have mm-hmm. to have two, right, actually three or more corroborating events happening. It'll never just be one thing. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons why I teach accuracy because I'm teaching the integrated nature of it. So, you know, that just having a singular planet go through somewhere, it, yes. it'll be intense for sure. But it, yeah. it, what kind of intense? You mm-hmm. could actually make massively good investments on that yes. transit that set you up for life because the eighth house is about your investments as well mm-hmm. and being supported mm-hmm. versus earning. Yeah. So you could start a Patreon and just take off with an eighth house transit. Yeah. So. I just had a major eighth house transit not long ago. Um, Saturn was in there for mm-hmm. some time. And, um, you know, there was definitely challenges during that time period, but um, I would say really net positive and, and um, being, allowing myself to be better supported was, was one of the major mm-hmm. things that came out of that. Um, and I'm in a much better place now. So. Yes. I, I always that. look for what I can level up. That's what I always look for in transits is like, what can I get out of this? What, mm-hmm. where, where's the power here? What can I, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's for me is for me. Absolutely. I think yeah. that is 90% of it too, because our mm. perceptions do shape our reality. So if, if people are just going to be like, Oh me, yes. Oh my, what's going to happen? Why is You're it going to suck? You're going to, it's going to suck. You're good. You, you cannot find the opportunity or the yes. power up where you know it's it's a video game guys and yeah and any kind of anything that you do that involves research you know and and study it's like if you have a particular idea of what the outcome is going to be you're not going to do good research because you're only going to be searching for things that are validating that particular theory right so it's so important to be uh observational rather than project um on to especially when you're still learning um Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm 
Well, and if you're just learning astrology, you need to stay away from transits. If you don't understand the natal chart, <laughs> exactly. you have no bu- you have no business studying transits at yeah. all. That's not gatekeeping. There's a process involved. And yeah. transit planets operate very differently than a natal placement. Mm. So I see people trying to run too hard, too fast. You're not going to be an expert because you watched six hours of YouTube or you even took an online class. I don't mm-hmm. care if you're studying with me. Yeah. It takes a long time. It takes practice. So mm-hmm. I have a cute question for our last question. Yeah, I love a cute question. It's super cute. All right. It's from Andrew and he's asking, would a natal chart show what type of pets a person might likely adopt in their life, if any? at all Hmm. so would it show us what kind yes you could see somebody's preference you'd look at their sixth house and the sign on it what placements are in there and it you wouldn't know for sure but you're like oh if this person did adopt a pet they might like this kind of animal with this kind of energy and you could deduce from that but yeah so there you go. Have you ever thought of that? Isn't that a cute question? That is a cute question. Yeah, I um I love the six house placements because there's usually some animal involvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it may be if Leo it might be cats or mm-hmm. somebody who just totally treasures their dogs, but they you know, maybe if there's Jupiter it's gonna be a larger breed, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's a big dog. It could be like a giant rabbit, like a Belgian hare, you know, or a big French lop. Um I've never well when I was younger I liked having a lot of animals but I made it my business I had a little business yeah and I Saturn in the six I was just gonna say Um, Malcolm participates you know if you're Mm -hmm. if you're with me you're gonna work child um yeah so you could look at your Venus too it depends on the sign. I, I I thought about that for a second. I was like, wait, no, that's just because my sixth house is in Taurus. Mm-hmm. So, but whatever sign is on the cusp of the sixth. So what's yours again? Uh, yours is Sag. Sag. Mm-hmm. You have a feisty gunch. I do. Uh, I have an entity living in my home and <laughs> she is in charge and whimsical yeah <laughs> she's a muse she's she a is muse. a muse she is she, is she likes her, she likes to sun herself oh my god she does she is a she's you know she's got the chihuahua situation in there um she's a mix she's a mutt we love a mutt um mm-hmm. but yeah she is and <laughs> she's from a different culture than me so <laughs> she makes you go on walks yeah oh god i wish she walked more actually that would be nice that would really you know be convenient for me no i usually have to push her to walk because she's stubborn (laughs) i love that yeah but yeah so yeah i can show we can kind of see everything that would be a good good one for our our, maybe a discussion in intermediate astrology that'd be a fun one to oh yeah play around with Mm -hmm. that class is a lot of fun 
Yeah. Not that, that Needle like Tarp a- Foundations isn't. You guys are fun too. You are. In fact, I don't know. Did you, are, I don't, did I put you in that group on the yeah. website? Yeah. I've been so busy that I haven't, I'm not current on it, but I am in there. Mm-hmm. So we did this homework assignment where mm-hmm. they were doing like an artistic project around their houses. Did you see mm-hmm. any of that? I didn't. No, yeah. that sounds that fun. Was, oh, go look. It's super mm-hmm. fun. It's super fun. Yeah. I've been being, a, I've been a lot more creative with students this time around. That's good. So, cause I need to switch it up a little bit too. Yeah. yeah. And so. it seems like people are really enjoying it. And I think people respond well when they can be creative and explore mm-hmm. in an educational environment. It's not so rigid. Yeah. Yeah. And if we were in a, I kept thinking like if I was in a physical classroom, like if I was offering mm-hmm. on the ground classes, what would I do? And I'd be like, well, we'd be using, doing movement exercises. We'd maybe have a day where we brought in food, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'd be making it very, cause I, I believe in applied astrology. You need to use it. Knowledge mm-hmm. is nothing if you don't know how to use it. Yeah. You know, so I was like, okay, how can we do this online? Yeah. So they'll get more fun every class. Oh, yeah. Your classes were already fun. So I think they're only getting funner. Oh, cool. I love that. I love <laughs> hearing that. I don't know. I used to get called boring a lot as a kid. So that's like my sore spot because I was mm-hmm. a bookworm and it wasn't, it was not cool yeah. to be smart when oh, I was a I kid. Know. So. Oh, I know. It wasn't yeah. when I was either. <laughs> so, but cool I love now? finding my fellow geeks, right? It, it yeah. was cool for a while. Yeah. I know. I, but it yeah, is a little cooler so, now than it used to be, for sure. Mm-hmm. The nerds the, are rising yeah. up. The nerds. The uprising. Mm-hmm. The next revolution caused by nerds. Um, <laughs> which, kind of. But yeah, so that's what we've got. Um, next week. Oh, it's my birthday, too. Uh-oh. It's my birthday this week. Yeah. So check out all that stuff. So we've got Woke Astrology Live. That's on the 23rd. Yeah. Um, of course horoscopes i mean i have to run from one to the other because you know can i ever plan things out so i'm not running no i cannot I, you're too busy i stopped trying it's i could have nothing to do i would still stack a day it, i <laughs> wish it was because i was i i am busy but you it's, are really busy there aren't enough i am really busy that's why i get tired um i'll be like why am i cranky oh because you haven't eaten in 12 hours yeah ah so yeah the days kind of meld into each other so we've got Mm. that going on um yeah well thank you for being on here thank you for having me it's been a great chance to catch up and be on the on the youtube right be on the youtubes so um some of this is going to be youtube exclusive too because mm-hmm. i think we'll pare it down a little bit for the audio mm-hmm. yeah. yeah mix they it up give people a reason give people a mm-hmm. reason to go to different yeah. places oh yeah but anyway thank you casey and solidarity um stay thank cool you. out there mm-hmm. and i know you're cautious so oh yeah don't don't want anything happening to one of my astro babies. <laughs> so they're grown, but I call my grown children babies too. Okay. I'm a mom. That's that's what I do. Yeah. Can't say right. much love. Yeah. All right. Till next time, guys. Um we'll talk about the this, this the the full moon sandwich of August. 
in next episode.